Welcome back to the podcast, League of Inches Grand Final Review Show. Obviously go into detail and review both the NRLW and the NRL Grand Final. All the talking points to come out of it. Cracking Grand Final, so they were very special to uh, watch that on Sunday, obviously. But yeah, hope you do enjoy the show. We'll have a little bit of a break now, uh, have podcasts on and off throughout the offseason. A lot more player interviews as well, so... Keep an eye out for that. The content will keep um, going, so keep active on our social media accounts. Um, but, yeah, enjoy the footy break. Enjoy the international footy coming up. If you haven't done so already, you can always support the page as well with our hats. So go online and uh, purchase one of our League of Inches hats. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode. It is our grand final review show i finally got that right i always get them so, uh, switched around and stuff it my, for myself but a massive grand final day has been won and done by obviously the newcastle knights in the nrlw and the penrith panthers in the nrl it was uh, as a neutral i absolutely loved both grand finals i think we got absolutely spoiled as rugby league fans uh with what we got to witness on sunday um obviously myself adam jez uh, are back for for the preview we're just running through our thoughts of, oh sorry i said preview again now review <laughs> show i don't know why i always have preview in my head um but anyway we'll run through our thoughts of the grand final obviously it is pretty much everyone's put it out by now so we try not to go too long and and just get our talking points out uh of the way and let you guys enjoy probably the off season and we'll do a bit more of the the player interview side of things in the off season and Probably some just signings and stuff like that here and there whenever it comes up or any massive talking points. And as we said a few weeks ago, do, knowing it's the NRL and it's the rugby league, uh, that'll probably be every week. So we'll, we'll see you weekly. Um, but boys, what a grand final we did get to witness. Obviously, we start off with our um, performances of the weekend. I think it's obviously just the, the grand final. I, I just need a shout out to both players who won the individual awards on the day with um, Tamika Upton, I thought was absolutely sensational. Um, and then basically Nathan Cleary, exactly the same. It was great to see the two star players uh, on that occasion on on the on the day really step up. And what a season's been for Tamika Upton. She's taken out the the women's NRLW uh, title as well. So absolutely phenomenal. I thought she was just absolutely freakish. <laughs> Basically, when Newcastle needed her the most, she stepped up, and the same thing for new uh, for Nathan Cleary, which we will talk about a bit more. Jez, uh, got anything to add to um, your performances of the of the grand final? Um, I have a different uh, one. Of course, Tamika Upton was the difference between the two teams, but we were we were so blessed with our two grand finals that we got to watch. Um, the The women's game was so physical. And it nearly exploded into a full-on fight with um, with the, a couple of people coming together towards the end. There is is that Billy, um, not Billy Slater, <laughs> um, Sunny Bill Williams' sister that I think was a uh, cousin. I think cousin is it? Oh, okay, some sort of relation. And the commentator's like, "Does she know who she is? Like she's she's picking yeah. on someone here. She's going to get her teeth knocked in." Um, Jasmine Strange going for it. But the my player of the the match for the women's was Sheridan Gallagher. She got a one on one strip which turned the game. So the Knights were on the back foot for quite a bit there. She got that one on one, and yeah, well, the commentators also commented on that too, Michael. Um, she got that one on one strip, and it completely changed momentum. We scored off the back of that, and then the Knights went on to to put on a few more points. So she was my the the. She stepped up in that big moment, and it was it was really cool. And then again in the in the men's game, what a physical game of rugby league we got to watch. They were bashing each other, and then um, I think the the Broncos they're they're going to lose sleep over that for the next couple of months. They had that locked in, locked in, and um, then they just forgot that Nathan Cleary is pretty freaking good. And then I think he even remembered, and that twenty minutes that he played was uh, was amazing. So that's. Yeah, we were we were blessed. The footy gods shined upon us this weekend. Yes, we were. Adam, you can unmute yourself now and your thoughts on your performances of the grand final. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's uh, currently dealing with the effects of daylight savings and children going to sleep. So uh, one is currently, say, singing slash crying himself to sleep. Look, first of all, I just want to say, um, how did the Broncos lose that one? <laughs> As the famous Christian Welsh would say, I don't know oh. how they lost that one, but I've got a lot more thoughts about that game and a lot more things to say. Um, but look, let's go to the performance of the week first. Um, 
Honourable mention to Jamie Chapman. Um, I thought she was incredible in a losing team. If the Titans won that game, she obviously got Women's Player of the Match, whatever they call that award. I don't know what they call that award. What do they call it? Uh, oh, Karen Murphy. Karen Murphy, yeah. Ironically, the Gold Coast coach, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was so yeah, oh, she, she was filthy <laughs> handing out that award, wasn't yeah. she? Oh, that was the biggest yeah. sour face I've ever seen in my life. Um, but, look, um, yeah, obviously – it went to Samika. Um, she obviously had a pretty good game there for the Knights and pretty much won on the game on her own back. So um, for obviously the men's game, honourable mention to Man as well. Um, obviously, I mean, what, what we have him was into a dollar three there when they were ahead by sixteen. Dollar one, I'm pretty sure. Dollar one when he got his hat I, trick. Yeah, I love I love watching the Clive Churchill live betting. Um, it really indicates who obviously it's going to go to. Uh, for those playing at home, when it, Man was a dollar one. Cleary was um, fifty one dollars. Fifty one. And Cleary, Cleary coming, Cleary coming to twenty six after seeing that try. Coming to seventeen after kicking the um, the forty twenty, and then he was about thirteen. And then when he scored that last try, obviously, yeah, betting was suspended. So uh, if anyone was a live betting and watching like I was, obviously we've got some pretty odds. But look, I thought Cleary was superb. Uh, honorable mentions to Leota and to Crichton. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. <laughs> let's go back on view. Uh, let's quickly um, let's go over the grand final. Obviously, some big moments uh, for both sides. I thought the first half, I said it when Broncos scored um, right on the buzzer, basically with Flegler. I thought that was huge. I, I thought here comes the Broncos. That's exactly what they needed because it was almost painted the whole half, and it was just Broncos withstanding uh, everything that was thrown at them. It was actually quite remarkable to watch. Uh, with the amount of ball and the pressure that Penrith were putting them under. But uh, they did enough to Broncos. And as you said, Jez, it's just one of those games where you just look at it and we'll talk about the Broncos side of things first. How did they lose it? Like, it's just nuts to to sit back. I, I said I, I was waking up Monday morning just thinking, Penrith, Penrith absolutely stole that one. How the hell did they end up winning that? Because I, I, I don't want to heap too much criticism on individual players, but for mine, for the Broncos... The player they needed to step up the most in that last 20 minutes, and it's why they signed him, was Adam Reynolds. And I thought, in a way, he didn't go missing necessarily, but he's just his kicking game especially, which is what he's known for, which is what has got Broncos out of so much trouble in the past, just let him down and let the team down. I thought, uh, as I said, when he needed it needed the most, it, Nathan Cleary basically, they gave him one little sniff, got his confidence up, and off he went. But Jez, the Broncos, as you said, it's one head that they've, I don't know how they've lost it, but they were so good for a lot of to, to get keepers us in that game to lose it that way would have hurt. Well, when we were watching, we were just seeing how easily the Broncos were going over, and then Ezra Mann just he can, I, can you still be Clive Churchill in a losing team because he put a pretty good case towards that. He his individual efforts, um, he's backing up off the rack like Reese Walsh finally got involved. But if you have a look at the run meters in comparison, so Dylan Edwards was like 300-odd meters, and Reese Walsh was nowhere near that. So you can just kind of see how many times the fullback got involved. And I know they play a different style, but you're right. Um, when when Cleary stepped up, that's what you would expect from your halfback. And with Adam Reynolds and his experience, I think his confidence was rocked from those uh, dreaded short dropouts that Adam loves so much. Uh, that was that was pretty big. Yeah, it was under 100 metres, so you're right. Um, oh, I don't know. It was lost in the middle of the park as well, I feel, in that last 20. Uh, fatigue kind of set in. Uh, a lot of the Broncos' key players just kind of set back and, and let the line meet them, where throughout most of that game when they were on top, they were really meeting that ball, but they, they got a little bit lazy, they got a bit comfortable, and the Panthers just do what they do best. They hung around and waited for that key moment. And cometh the man, cometh the hour, Cleary. Yeah, and look, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on, on him or, or anything because I did think Walsh did have some good moments in the game, but I think defensively he was caught out quite a bit, uh, especially with the Crichton try. I thought Crichton's one, it was a really soft effort for the time of the game and what was needed. I don't think there's a few fullbacks in the competition, I don't want to name at the moment, that would have done a lot better in that situation. I thought it was a tackle that could have been made by a oh, has probably got the little one in the room, so he's off. But um, yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a tackle that should have been made by a fullback that we've seen in a couple of our teams this year, and it just wasn't unfortunately made. And it was a massive turning point. Obviously, 
it, they just kept growing in legs after legs, uh, the Penrith Panthers, and it was just a juggernaut in the end, and just too good for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, just for, for the Brisbane Broncos, I just want to shout out to some of the big players who have stepped up. I thought Ezra Mam, obviously, a hat-trick was massive uh, on the night. So he, was, he literally had everything bar one pinky on the Clive Churchill medal and, and missed out. Um, he couldn't have done anything more. So his performance, if it was a Foundation Cleary, will, would have gone down in history. It's one of the better performances we've seen at a grand final. Uh, let's talk about uh, Payne Haas, who I thought kept the Broncos in the game, uh, especially just taking a lot of his tough runs, which we haven't seen much of. Uh, but I thought, I thought a special shout-out to Payne Haas overall because I think his year, with the pressure that he's had, with the off-season stuff and, and the outside of the football world, things going on in his life, I think he's been phenomenal this year. I think he just needs a, a special credit about just how he's played. And I think we've seen Payne Haas in the past probably would have just fallen off a cliff with what's going on and understandably so, but he's really matured this year and he really is one of the best prop forwards in the game we have and lucky to watch him. And as Mika said, um, Jesse Arthurs, I thought was insane um, last uh, on Sunday night at the grand final. His carries were phenomenal and just he'd start them off so well and there was a lot of controversial uh, controversy over Corey Oates not getting picked um, over Jesse Arthurs, but... Geez, they proved uh, Kevin Walters right there. And any other Broncos players you want to have a quick shout-out to, Jez? Um, I thought Billy Walters started the game really strongly as well. Obviously, he got that 40-20, which got them into some really nice field position. I thought his service was dummy from dummy half was really nice as well. But Payne Haas, he's earned, like, you, you're struggling to find faults within his game at the moment. Like he's all effort. He's all bumper bars. He's just moving people out of the way. His runs were so effective. Um, he was, he again, was another real standout in a, in a losing side back on Ezra Mam, zero errors. So I just had a look at the stats. He had, he didn't have an error. So again, he's just putting a good case towards uh, winning that uh, Clive Churchill in a losing team. But I think the, where Reese Walsh needs to reflect on this game is and mature a little bit is being in the right position. So uh, he he was out of position a few times, especially in those short attacking uh, spurts that they put in. When Cleary just danced through the line, um, he was nowhere to be found, and a lot of his tackles were quite ineffective. So if he wants to be that player that we all know that he can be, he's really got to reflect on this game. I don't doubt that the Broncos won't be there again this time next year. If they can keep that sort of similar squad together, they can keep playing the football that they were. They had a really great year. They just, for the last 20 minutes of the grand final, they they just weren't there. Um, but yeah. no, definitely I, I quite enjoyed uh, Billy Walters out of dummy half. Yep. Adam, if you're there, quickly get off mute and have a say. I'm not sure if your camera's just broken or you, you might be off dealing with little ones. So, um all good there. You'll get there. I know your your little yeah. one's not quite up yeah, to that no, stage Queensland. yet. It, it rocks you. We're, we're, we're in the oh, Queensland. State. We don't change. We don't change anything up here. We're we're good. Um, there he is. <laughs> Kids, eh? You're all right, mate. Yeah. What about what about your thoughts on the Broncos, please? Uh, how'd the Broncos lose that one? I don't know what I missed. <laughs> but look, uh, I put it pretty simply. I was um, giving their individual raps. I'm not giving individual raps. I'm giving how they lost the game. I don't know if I missed that, but um, just the defence they had to do in that first probably 20-minute period really had an effect on them. As I kind of said, geez, in the um, pre-game preview, Joel, the preview of the game, um, it's where you, yep, you say what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I said, they'll, they'll have to go with the Panthers for the first 20 minutes and stick with them. Uh, obviously, they had to do a lot of defence in that, and then obviously they kicked away from it just after half-time, but apparently had the class to get on. But... You can see the fatigue at the end of the game. The last thing Brisbane needed was to have to defend their line in the last 10, 15 minutes, and that's what they had to do. Through some clear brilliance, obviously, with the 40-20s and a couple of stupid shit dropouts. Um, let's obviously not miss the fact that now Jeremy's calling his camera. Let's not miss so. the fact that they they lost the game in the end due to a stupid short dropout. So that obviously, well, they got eight points off them, but eight points off short dropouts, um, which meant they lost the game by two points. So... Um, yeah, obviously, pretty frustrating way to lose a grand final. Um, look, Brisbane, I think they're going to be thereabouts for a while. Reynolds getting on, obviously, they bring another halfback through as well. It'll be interesting how they do that. I think Walsh will eventually transition into a 5 8 eventually. So maybe Mann can play seven. 
there's no doubt about that. But I don't know. It's interesting. I know everyone's got a bit more to talk about, but sports better obviously release the odds for next year. Would you like me to run through them? Um, yeah, give us the top six. Give us top six. Well, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the top. I'll give you the top nine because you're gonna be very intrigued by it. Uh, let, me, let me get it up again. Um, hang on. I'll get. I'll go out and say this much already. I reckon the Dolphins are in the top five. I reckon you're totally wrong. Do you want to have a wild guess, Jeremy? Top five. Ooh. Now, just yeah, and just give me a bold statement about this: the favourites next year or where teams are ranked. Uh, Newcastle, top, top four. Incorrect. Look, <laughs> what this shows is obviously the draws got to come out yet, and there'll be a lot of changes based on that. But um, it shows how rough the draw was for some teams this year. So that Penrith, the favourites at three dollars seventy-five, Brisbane at four dollars fifty, Melbourne, which I find interesting. I know I've been saying this for a while, but I see Melbourne obviously dropping. Melbourne at nine dollars, um, South Sydney at nine dollars, the Roosters at ten dollars, the Cowboys who missed the finals at fifteen. Cronulla at 21. I think Cronulla should be 31 because I don't see Cronulla yeah. actually winning a comp anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, Parramatta back to 21, which to me makes sense given the draw this year and the good preseason there. I think they should be a little bit shorter. Um, the Warriors at 23. Newcastle at 26. Um, yeah. Manly at 31. Canterbury at 46. Gold Coast 51. Canberra 61. So Canberra obviously made play yeah. finals for Baldur's, you know, $61. Dolphins at 61. St. George at no, 101. Hard. The West Tigers at 101. There you go. Wow. That's an, that's interesting. It's interesting. You've got two teams, obviously, in the top eight there in Parramatta and the Cowboys that didn't make the eight ahead of teams like the Warriors who finished third. They finished fourth end, sorry. And the Warriors uh, are stronger next year. Yeah. That's crazy. We've got Roger Tuvar check back. But like I said, that's it comes down to draws. And I guess the effect of Parramatta and the Cowboys as they missed out on the eight, obviously bumping up to favoritism, a bit more favoritism there is the fact that they should get an easier draw next year. It's one of the things I like to watch. I like to watch Clive Church. I like to watch this because this will fluctuate a million times between now and when the actual comp starts, given draws and signings and preseason injuries and trials and stuff. But it's always an interesting thing to watch. I think Penrith at $3.75 actually should be shorter, to be honest. I know it's very hard to win three comps or maybe four, but like, I don't, imagine. I don't see, right. besides, besides Brisbane, who proved it. Yeah, have we spoken about Penrith yet? I missed a bit. Can, can I? Can no, I we're, going on, nah, we're going on. Nah, we're, we're getting we're on going the Penrith now. Again. You started. You go? started. Right. You've just got into the TAB odds, mate. Well, I have. I'll gamble responsibly. You win some, you lose most. Um, <laughs> odds are you're about to lose. Odds so, are you're about to lose, yeah. <laughs> look, um, I know you obviously made – I know it's one of our talking points later. I'm going to bring it up now uh, as a good can segue into Penrith that. Do Penrith need Cleary? I don't think – Cleary is a person to be blaming. They need Cleary. No, they need Cleary for sure. Cleary, sorry. Blue eye, blue eye, sorry. Blue eye, sorry. Sorry. Um, it's been a long weekend. They like savings. I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's Blue eye they don't need. I think it's Yo they don't need. Um, we saw Nathan Cleary's best football with Isaiah Yo off the field um, with that HIA. Cleary's at first receiver. He was playing as a dominant half without this, you know, lock or forward. And I know Parramatta used the same thing with Mitchell Moses and a lot of teams do, but without him obviously getting in and playing first receiver. Cleary's been often criticised as being a big game choker, um, can't perform at Origin, can't perform in grand finals. And look, even last year's grand final, I thought he was pretty quiet. Like He hasn't really stood up. This was his obviously his best game. It was probably his best game of his career, the way he stood up. I don't think it's any coincidence that Yo was off the field. Um, you take Yo out of Origin. Let's look at Origin. Yo's always played Origin as well. Mm-hmm. You take him away from Cleary, and Cleary all of a sudden at first receiver was one of the most dangerous halfbacks I've ever seen in that game, the way he was controlling things. So it's just old was, school, isn't it? Like just get the ball into the halves' hands. Hundred percent, your most dangerous ball player. Yeah. Um, and it's simple stuff. But if I was Penrith, and we all know they're going to have to lose someone, they've obviously already lost Crichton. Um, they've re-signed Edwards, so it could be Luai going to go. Oh, I'd be keeping Luai and then got it. Yo, simple. Um, so yeah. Anyway, are you talking about? I think you make sorry, I, I make oh, excellent I think- points. I quit facts. Yeah. Look, it is a talking point. We, we will get to the Luai side of things. I just want to talk about Penrith, obviously, and just how good they are. It hurts me to say. I've got to be honest. I said on Sunday I'm actually over the, the Penrith uh, dynasty, but you've got to also applaud how good they actually are. And just they were literally on the canvas. The referee was about to count to 10, and it's like they just got up and was able to just make it happen. And, 
it was just remarkable. Like Nathan Cleary is an absolute freak. Like he has now stood up and shown like we've all been quite critical in the past of him saying he needs to do it in the big stage and the big games. And it was literally all him. Like it wasn't any other player in that last 15 minutes. Like you couldn't even say Edward stood up or anything like that. It was literally just Nathan Cleary. Everything came off Nathan Cleary, the 40, 20, the, the setup for Leota, the try, like he's, we did our obviously our finals Dally M points, and he won in a canter because all final series, every time Penrith have played, he's almost scored maximum points with it because he's just been that good. Like it's remarkable how good he's been this final series, and it's interesting what you say, Adam, with the players that were off at the time where he did stand up. Um, did it come into the equation? Was it just convenient timing because they just needed to it forced Cleary's hand because. What I liked most about Nathan Cleary's performance was the fact that before this last 20 minutes, you would have given him probably a 3 out of 10. He was horrible all night. He didn't do much at all. But the fact that he was able to pick himself up and go, all right, let's get this done and, and let's get win this game, most people, most players, past, present, can't do that. If they're having a bad game, then they just call into a hole and say, please, let's just end this game, see you later. Nathan Cleary took it upon himself to go, you know what, I need to get my, my team out of this. And he did say, yeah, he missed the tackles uh, on Mam. His defence was a bit suspect a lot of the time there, but he got it done. Like, I reckon Ivan will go do it, mate. Miss as many tackles as you want if you want to get it back with tries. So um, it was just a remarkable performance. And I just think Penrith overall are just a phenomenal team. you just got to give them credit. Jez? I think it just proves... Um... What Adam said when Yo was getting out of the way, and I kind of touched on it, that when you have a genuine ball player, give him the ball. Like, Cleary is he's the best halfback in the game. We've been saying this for quite a while. And now the conversation's coming up. That 20 minutes that he played turned the game, like, directly into the Penrith favour. But if he can if he can continue to do that, if he can continue to step up in those big games and even, like, do that in the Origin Arena then there's no doubt that you're having the conversations around is he the best player of all time. The way that he played, like there was, it seemed like there was no one else on the field. It seemed like that there was no one else that really mattered. Nathan Cleary won that game on his own. And it was funny, his dad, um, quite intoxicated, the the next day on the Today Show, yeah, talking about it and saying, you know, if if I'd married someone else, you'd be pretty pretty terrible. But then he, he rounded up to say, you know, like, he, he basically thanked him. Like he's um, he got them out of that mess. He admitted that they were in a really tough spot and a spot that he didn't even think that they could come back from. But then he was like, I can't think of a recent game in the last couple of years where I've seen somebody turn the game so effectively like Nathan Cleary did on Sunday. Like I genuinely can't. It was It was great to watch. I'm just trying to read Mika's story while you're talking there. It's gone for a it's while. A whole so, novel. It's, it's a whole story. I'll, I'll just keep flicking to it when, when I can. But um, can I, can let's I, can talk I make about... an interesting, interesting point oh, before we get too deep? Just so, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for fun facts. So in 2022, the Arthurs took on the Clearies. In 2023, um, I can't remember. Clearies Walters. The, the Walters took on the Clearies. St. George fans, 2024, book your grand final tickets, get your accommodation sorted. It's the Flanagan's versus the Clearies. It's the only one left, I think, isn't it? Is there anyone else? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Be confident. It's happening. All right. I'll say it before we we get into the talk of what I want to talk about with Lua. I'll also say to New South Wales out there, if any management ever watches video in the next few weeks, go to Ivan Cleary and just sign him up. I don't care what he has to do. Obviously, him and his son just have the combination down pat. He can work it out. Just make him yourself else coach, and it'll solve all the issues for yourself Wales. So, well, just with, make with the happen, new contracts, please. with what they're doing, it seems that that's the way they want it to go. They want it to be a club coach that steps in because they're only offering yeah. um like a couple of months worth of contracts. So, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. He has to be it then. Like I know that people are talking about Ricky Stewart, blah blah blah, but. For mine, I have a clear is clearly the best coach at the moment that that is in the game. So just give it to him. He's got the assistant coaches that'll help Penrith through that six week period, and I think it's an absolute no brainer. Before before we get to the more serious stuff, I have got one more question to ask you guys. Oh, here we go. Um, greatest tracks like of all one. time. 
greatest chokes of all time? Was it the 2015 Broncos, the 2023 Broncos, or Paul Ken on his misses? <laughs> Sorry, give, that, give credit to Michael Martin on that one. That was his. Um, promising when he was on the show. Oh, <laughs> mate, I'm glad we're getting <laughs> I gave you credit. But let's get let's get serious. Was it the 2015 Broncos or the 2023 Broncos? I reckon this year. This year yeah, I'll go this year's. I think this year's. I think 16 points in a grand final is almost like 30 points. Like, it's just massive. And it was literally within one set. You've seen them change from a team that was on fire, unstoppable, had all the confidence in the world, to then they literally were just letting Penrith do whatever they wanted. It was a remarkable turnaround. And, yeah, it was like they seen a ghost. And they probably did. It was called Nathan Cleary, I guess. So, um, yeah, it has to be this year's. That's, but that's it, it, at the same time, though, both sides were beaten by the best halfback at the time, so Thurston and then Cleary. So imagine being not, up in a finals. Not... Imagine being up in a finals game by sixteen points and losing. I don't know who could do that. Poor carriage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the serious stuff. I want to talk about Luo. Um, and look, we've been quite critical. I have Did this he have year to go to work on, today, on Luo and. Um, yeah, well, he posted about it on Sunday. It was all a public holiday for everyone, so no one was work on Monday. Um, you know, school holidays, let's be, let's, let's be honest, most most Penrith fans don't actually go to work, so um, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably right. Hey, guys, every second Thursday, yeah, every, every second Thursday, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to make this some point. Areas of some areas of Mount Druid RSL, the beneficiary of that on Fridays. Anyway, continue, Joel. Sorry, Joel. Sorry, the late one. Yeah, look, I um, yeah, I know it's a late one, and it's one of the last ones of the year. Uh, we're all, we're, we should have had a drink in our hands already. This one, um, Lua, look, I know Adam mentioned about the yo factor, and I think that is part of the, the problem as well, but I think. It coincided with the fact that Luai almost didn't play the second half and as soon as Cogger was on there, he sort of straightened the attack up a lot, helped Cleary uh, play the way he wanted to play and Henrith play the way they needed to play. And it's just made me question, Luai is obviously coming off contract um, and available to speak to, to teams uh, for ne- uh, as of next year and things like that, but Penrith really need to sign him for the amount of money he's going to be asking for. I've heard Penrith will be signing for about 800,000, 900,000. And I don't think you need that. I think Nathan Cleary just needs the reins of the team and give him a youngster as a 5'8 and, and let him go. Like they've got Edwards there. Mitch Kenny will be better for the experience. He needs to be one of those experienced hookers um, as of from next year. And I don't think there's a need for Loi at Penrith. Like I know he's sort of Penrith heart and soul. He's been there as a kid and, that's in his DNA, but I just don't think Luai is needed. Uh, he's, he's surplus to requirements at Penrith. Do you think Cogger signing with the Knights kind of shows what's already going to happen? Because I don't think they'd probably let him go so easily if they thought that they were about to lose their star 5-8. So though they are offering him only 8s or rumoured 8s, 9s, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I see him leaving Penrith. Let's not forget yeah, they, also, need... they also let go of O'Sullivan at the start of the year as well. So they mm-hmm. let go of O'Sullivan, obviously, to the Dolphins. They've now let go of Cogger. Um, Cogger to the Knights, which, look, I don't think anyone really saw in Cogger play. Anyone really thought we'd see Cogger play the role he did um, until, obviously, the way he did. But at the end of the day, this Penrith team, if you look at last year, what they win, they won the SG ball, the jersey flag, the... New South Wales Cup and obviously the NRL. So they've obviously got good young players coming through. So obviously they can afford to take the risk and let go of players. Um, personally, I wouldn't be signing Lou on the money. I, I, as you all touch, I don't think they need him. I think Cleary can play that role. And I think I touched on this weeks ago. I touched on this weeks ago at multiple teams. You don't need two star halves in your team anymore. You need one good one that can control one and one that can play their role. Um, if I was Penrith, if they haven't got someone coming through and I had a Nathan Cleary there, I'd be looking at someone like a Dijan Arcee maybe or a Jack Cogger. Mm-hmm. I know they go of Cogger, but miracles can happen. They can get him back. Someone who isn't quite a superstar first grader um, but can get the job done, obviously playing with a superstar first grader. So there's plenty of options there. But as for Luai, look, 
I think the dogs can offer him a hotel. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I don't know where he's going to go and be able to control the team. Um, I don't lo- I don't know what team he's going to be able to go to because if you look at all the teams around, probably the best fit for him would be somewhere like Cronulla where he can be the controlling half and he can play halfback and obviously let Hines play 5-8. Mm-hmm. But I can't really think where else he could go or where fans would welcome him as well. No, nah, me either. Like, yeah, it's maybe the Raiders. Raiders probably need someone there with, with Fogarty. So, but I don't. I don't see him going from Penrith to go to Fogarty. the nation's capital. No, no. It's that's, that's a hard sell. If Lou Lou comes to your club, it reminds me of Chris Sandow. I hated Chris Sandow, but when Chris Sandow came <laughs> to Parramatta, I loved him. I don't want him at Parramatta, and there's no chance he'll come to Parramatta. But if he does come to your club, you'd probably enjoy your shit. Um, and he's smugness, so he's he's it's like Tyson Gamble. Gee, man, it's not necessarily chinks. It. It's yeah, it's not chinks in there at this side as much. It's just that it's it's a business these days. You got to allow money, like they need to get a strike center for mine. They're going to be without Crichton next year, who I thought was one of the best players in the grand final. I want you to take away the two playmakers for me to uh, for me to side who stood out so. I think Crichton's a massive hole for Penrith next year. I We've think a lot of people We've are going to have to do I remember. I know he's a winger, but he can play center. Yeah, but he's, he's, yeah, he's not a Crichton, though. You Crichton's the, special. Yeah, I say, you wouldn't put him in the same caliber. Special. Not yet, but... Crichton you has helped him so much. Yeah. You're, you're also yeah. forgetting that Crichton was one of the worst defensive centers ever in two years ago. Yep. So, you know, so was Brabham Best. Players evolve their game when they're given opportunities. Um, mm. You know, they could pick up Bailey Simonson, for example, and turn him into a gun. You don't know who yeah. they could pick up. Like players are going to be going cheap. There's, there's so much focus around spending money on halves that there's you know a lot of these backs that are cusp first grade players now that are going to be floating around looking for clubs soon. He's um it's a big signing for the for the Bulldogs now, Crichton. I don't know just don't know where to put him. I don't know if he's a fullback still, but they don't have anyone to give him the ball like Cleary could could do. So interesting. But let's one final thing on the grand final. Just special mention. We're going to go into quickly a bit of international footy stuff. I know Jesse's ready to go on about the, the international side, so we'll let him have a bit of a Jez bombshell moment. Uh, Adam G, I just wanted a special shout-out to a great officiated NRL grand final. I thought he was sensational, and a lot of people said out there is the Stephen Bradbury um, ended up with the others losing out and, and falling over with key decisions made, but I actually thought Adam G's season overall He's probably been the best referee uh, from start to finish and the most consistent as well. I know a lot of people are talking about the fact that the game wasn't ref like a normal game, but it's a showpiece event. Like, oh, I had no dramas with the way it was ref. I actually prefer the games to be ref that way. Um, less penalties, let that little 50-50 stuff, just let it go. Just get up, play the ball. There's a small shoulder that's just touched the, the chin or something, just let it go. Like, you don't, don't need to stop time, everything. And, um, yeah, special shout out to Adam G. So, Adam, well done on your... Um, refing. Actually, no, it wasn't. You're not Adam G. You're the other one. But how did you think of Adam G's performance? It's what? good. We're not talking about it. Yeah. There's no. There's no controversy to come from that game. So we're not. We're not hung up on any decisions that could have uh, changed the the outcome of the game. So I thought he did a, a great job. And the officials, they let it go. It just flowed. It was just nice seeing rugby league being played and allowed to. Um, I kind of like what Adam is. Um, not Adam, your brother, what Michael's kind of asking there is the way that he officiated that game, is that going to – but it's like with Origin. Like they let things go in Origin as well and they let the game flow in a sense. But then you go back to Clubland and they pull up every tiny little penalty and we get frustrated at it. So I don't know. We we could bang on about referees, but it's nice that we don't have to from this grand final. Yeah, I think it's nice. I personally Adam- believe – that's been touched on. Look, there, there were things in that first half that probably should have been called up, um, mostly against Brisbane. I thought Penrith slowed the ruck down a lot, but he was consistent with that in the second half when Penrith, sorry, when Brisbane got on top. Um, they got on top. They obviously took into half time what was happening to them and obviously went out and slowed the Penrith ruck down. Um, the problem I have now is the stand has been set and the stand won't be backed up, you know, next year. Um, because that's the way footy should be ref. We should just let it flow. Instead, we look like we're trying to, some referees look like they're trying to find penalties, absolutely everything to make the game about them. So as Jeremy said, it was good we weren't talking about a referee, but 
there's a couple of key moments I thought he missed. It, was, it, was, it wasn't perfect, but the fact that it was such an entertaining game, I think it kind of takes away from that. Um, like I'll touch on the Cobo one. The Cobo one, yeah, he's missed that. He clearly gets taken out. There was a touch judge right there and obviously a bunker that could have stepped in. I like there was a couple of times when players laid down, the bunker did step in, he ignored it because he'd set that consistency. Um, and he didn't want the game. <laughs> it's, I know you'd hate this, but Jeremy will obviously watch it. The, the Collingwood GWS game, the whistle went away for the last five minutes in that game. In the rugby league, the whistle was away all night. He only penalised what he really had I to. watched it. You'll be proud of me. I actually sat through it. I sat through it. I was sitting no, there going, what's happening? The I'm was, not talking about I the grand final. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the prelude. No, oh, yeah, final. no, I watched the grand final. I said there was a lot of knock-ons in this game. Offside. <laughs> <laughs> But they're afraid letting a lot go in this game. <laughs> they had they had kiss, I remember. Yeah, no, they yeah. had kiss. You know, let's let's quickly on that. I actually didn't think that was too bad. The musical, the Tina was, thing. Yeah. I actually got. No, I didn't. Watch I got into it personally. I, I I liked it. So good on you, Tina. The musical. Bring it back next year. I say let's just get into the musical side of things. Who cares? Let's, next year, let's just get I don't know singing in the rain on or whatever. Uh, book a book a yes. Mormon would be funny. The floor is yours. Let's talk about some international footy. It's coming up. We Before, might do a podcast probably two or three weeks' time to, to talk about that side of things. But yeah. Before we get floor. into it, I liked um, when Luai went off in the grand final, Fox Sports were so quick to get something up on socials that they said, Luai withdrawn with fatigue. And it made me laugh out loud. And then they quickly <laughs> removed that when they found out it was his shoulder that was giving him troubles. But that was the first thing that they put up. It was like breaking little. I removed from field with fatigue. I just thought that was brilliant. Um, this Aussie side, what is going on? Like this is, again, I, I believe this is the NRL or whoever is the governing body of this, just showing that they don't have the balls to make a big decision. We have uh, the fullback is is a talking point. So we have three fullbacks that are ahead of Tedesco that aren't even in the squad. I don't know what Pong is doing. If Reese Walsh has asked for time off because he wants to go and celebrate the loss. Um, Dylan Edwards, maybe he's buggered from running 300-plus metres in a grand final, but how are those guys not even in the squad? Then we have guys that are posting alleged bags of drugs on their own social medias. They get in trouble for doing that, but they still get given an Aussie jersey. Then we have Ado Carr, who's at the Curry Knockout, which is something that is held in respects of many uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people to go and watch this great. When NRL players come and play this, it's spectacular, but he starts an all-in brawl, smacks a bloke. like He must have got hit high or something. I don't know the full context, but I've seen the video of him punching a bloke in the face and then an all-in brawl happening and possible charges that are going to be laid there. But let's give him an Aussie jersey. Let's cancel out the fact that he had a pretty average season as well. There's just a couple of question marks around some of the players that are in there. And then even with the girls. So we have, this is going to sound biased because I'm a Knights supporter, but we have Jessie Southwell, who is probably the best halfback in the game at the moment. She's young. She's only just turned 18, but she's not even in the squad. They've gone with Brigginshaw and with, um, who's the Titans half? Uh, Brown. Like how, how do you not have these young players in this squad ready to go to get some experience? I just It baffles me. Adam, can you shed some light? Do you know anything about this? What's going on? I honestly, I'm done with footy for the year. Um, I've had enough. <laughs> I, I, I barely looked at the team. I, I've seen there's a few old but I couldn't believe that Walsh. Walsh wasn't big, was he? Um, no, Walsh not even in the squad. Bradman Best was interviewed at the Curie knockout, and he he was under the impression that he was in the squad because he answered with, yep, yeah, I'm going away with the Kangaroos. I'm in the squad. Squad gets announced he's not there. So I just... <laughs> Honestly, I've looked at the team. I, I, I don't care about Australia anymore. I don't care about Australian Rugby League. Um, and I haven't for a while. Like, I probably haven't since it was that Queensland-dominated team for so long um, and there was just no New South Wales players, players there. Um, and he's right. He's Mel picking his mates. Like, it's honestly what it's become. It's become like the New South Wales Blues. It's like Freddie picking his mates. Now it's Mel picking his mates. Look, Tedesco shouldn't be there. Um, I should look to the future in Walsh. Ponga, Ponga wins a Dally M, can't get picked. Shouldn't have won a Dally M. That's a whole other story for another time. I actually find more interest looking at these other teams, like the Samoan teams and the Fiji teams and all this kind of stuff and what they can produce now. Um, oh, they're I'm exciting. Very- but how? where do you sit on the disciplinary sides? Like with the Addo Car incident and with the Valentine Holmes getting picked? Like, What I'm hearing they- is Addo Car. Uh, 
there might be more things coming out of the Addo car one from the weekend. I've just sent you guys a video that shows it a bit better. Um, I'm not, not afraid of Joel wants to share it on here, but look, it, no, I won't. It, it's, it's posted on another Facebook site, so it shows put it, it on the page after the video. Yeah, it shows what happened, um, obviously, and there could be a lot more to that one because it has been classified as a king hit, essentially. I've so. heard, yeah, I was going to say, I have heard the rumor about the king hit, so well. If I'm a coward, I'm happy about we shouldn't it. call it. We shouldn't call it a king here. We should call it a coward punch. By the way, the Valentine Hines one. Um, I'm happy if I'm a Cowboys fan because he gets to serve his one game suspension there. But look, even a one game suspension for that, like soft. They pick and choose who they want. Um, Corey Norman was costed Dally M in 2016. Mm. For having some tablets in his pocket, there's no proof he even took those tablets. There's no proof he was planning on taking those tablets. I know we don't have the proof of Corey on. He was suspended for eight games and was cost a dalium and cost Adam three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. That's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, I'm still bitter, but they've set a standard there of eight games now. I know Valentine Hayes is pretty clean; he's had a pretty clean record, but and he's come out and he fucked up and he's made a mistake. But still, to pick him, like you know, why not give someone like Brad and Beth? It, it means fuck all anyway. It's it's, it does. It means nothing yeah, this game. It's not a World Cup. No. And even, you know, it, it means nothing. It's it's literally a glorified friendly, to be honest. Australia are going to absolutely pass in anyway because Samara no chance because um, a obviously Luai's out, you know, and they have no halves. Have you seen their team? It's just <laughs> backs and forwards. They have zero halves. Um, and as for, I haven't seen the New Zealand team. Has the New Zealand team been announced yet? No, yeah, it has. Uh, I uh, saw a squad. It was a couple of days ago. It's just a squad. Phoenix Crossland in there. He deserves it. Is he even a Kiwi? Fairly sure he is. I haven't yeah, checked. I hope. I hope they beat him. He won't be there because Brendan Smith will be there, um, and yeah. you think someone else will be there. But I hope New Zealand beat him. That's honestly that's all I do. I just think the they've missed a trick here. Uh, I've got two people that have bought the uh, game in dis- disrepute, and we're awarding them with. What essentially is the highest honour of an Australian jersey? Let's talk about that dis- that word disrepute because I feel like the NRL uses it whenever they feel like it. It's not something like the incidents we're talking about now. For mine, are bringing the game into disrepute and it deserves harsh- harsher punishments than what they've gotten. Like the fact that they've done this and then a month's time they're able to go and represent Australia, which is Supposedly the highest honour in the game is which we keep trying to get sold, which we all know it's state of origin, but that's a different story. Um, that's absolutely disgraceful for mine. Like, what's that setting like? And and for the Australian selectors, they should be telling these guys, sorry, but you, you've brought the game into disrepute. We don't want you representing the kangaroos. It means too much to the people of Australia to have that jersey on, knowing what you guys have done um, in the off-season. Um, I don't like... I don't like with this competition that's going to be run. No one understands what's going on with it. Still, the point system is ridiculous. There's there's cups, there's plates, there's whoever knows what's going on. But for mine, if I'm an Australian fan, um, I wanted to see younger players in this. I wanted to see your Bradman best. So I wanted to see some younger playmakers in it. Like Daly Cherry Owens has had a, rem- a great year, no doubt about that. But he's on the edge, end of his career. I don't think any half of these players will be in the World Cup team that's in the next couple of years. Like, it's just what's the point of having these people in? Let's be honest about it. It's pretty much a nothing competition. Like, I'd rather see one of the island nations take this out and help build the island nations for the World Cup and things like that, and get the players playing for them. We don't need to have Australia full strength here. We don't need to have these players who should be sitting down with a disciplinary plenary action. Playing for the for the kangaroos and making him stronger. So, yeah, I'm I'm with that. It, it, it sets a really shocking standard. So it allows people yeah. like Reese Walsh to gob off to fans and get away with it. Like if you want people to be, if you want the NRL to be respected, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I don't mind that. I don't mind that one. Hang on, yeah. no, no, no. You're still oh, representing. No, you need to be better. You're a professional footballer. No, no, you are in. Okay. I'm going to give some background to this. I'm in a pair of Panthers, a couple of pair of Panthers. I'm off here. I've left. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm in a pair of Panthers group, right? And there's a lot more to that video than what was seen because it was posted, then it was. Rise edited. above. It was Be edited. a robot. 
this Rise this above. kid, this kid, and I, I went back and watched some of the other stuff. He mouths off at a lot of players. Um, he obviously caused a lot of shit, and he was there causing a lot of problems with his videos for his TikTok purposes. So I'm not saying Reese should a bit back, but I'm all for him having a, some kind of comeback at this kid who has just been a complete and total smartass. And the fact that when it was posted in the group, no one gave a shit about what was said. They're all on there. All the Panthers fans are on there saying, let's report this. Let's make sure Reese doesn't play this week. Let's make sure he's left out of the game. Let's make sure they're not all suspending. Share it around. They're all in there trying to share it around to get Reese Walsh in trouble. Apparently, go back at a kid that was being a little smartass. Like, I know the kid was young and dumb, but let's not forget that Reese Walsh should be young as well. That's what I'm saying. Not an area you're supposed to be if either. You want, if you want these people to be role models, if you want them to step up, You've you've got to set the premise by awarding rep jerseys to people who are really stuffing up. It's a slippery mm. slope. But they'll be more in the off season. Let's let's see the standard they're setting out. I can guarantee you that one more player in the off season will get done with some kind of d- drug. Or oh, it's the NRL, done, of course. Get, get done for get done for a bar fight or something. You watch what happens. And I'm trying to be very careful what I say here, but I think the environment that Addo Car did it in. And what he was trying to be there to achieve, not there for the money that Walgood Aborig- uh, sorry that he was getting paid, obviously, because uh, uh, there's obviously a lot of money in the knockout these days. He was there obviously to represent where he's from, but nothing to do with the money. But what he was there for, I think, has saved him a bit, obviously, in this situation. If he did that on the street, he'd be fucked. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the yeah, fact the he's NRL obviously done it. Think about that. Hey. The NRL shouldn't have that in their consideration. If it's ended up being what a lot of people are starting to say the footage shows, he needs to be, honestly, he could have the book thrown at him because, as you're saying, if that was at a street, he could be seriously looking at time behind bars for quite do some you, time. Do you remember the Tamanatahu one? I know Jeremy remember. Do you remember the Tamanatahu one at the knockout? Mm-hmm. Like he racially abused another Aboriginal kid. Like, And it was a kid. It was a 17-year-old at that knockout. And he was throwing the book at him, but he was never suspended for it. It was just everywhere in the media doing the wrong thing and all this kind of stuff. So, look, yeah. It's just a shame um, that it happened there. Like, with what that tournament is supposed to represent and the community spirit it's supposed to do and, and bring all those nations together, it just, it just sucks that it was an NRL player, a current NRL player that did that. Yeah. We'll move on. We'll move on. I mean, it's a, it's interesting. I know where Jess is coming from. I agree with the fact that Val Holmes shouldn't be in the, the squad at all, even if it's to serve a one-game suspension. And uh, I don't think Josh Adekar should be in the it, – it's just purely off form, to be honest with you, because he's been yeah, horrible all season. year. He doesn't deserve to be in. There's a lot better younger players that should be there ahead of him. But anyway, as I think Mika said earlier, it's, it's Mal picking his favourites. It's the selectors. They're too old for mine. They need to update themselves and get some of these young players in. We've seen the, the teams this year that have done well, like Penrith and, Bron- and the Broncos, are full of these young stars coming through. Let them play. They, they want to play for you. They're hungry. Let them go with it and let them run. And But I disagree with Jez with the, the kid. I don't think – I think that was nothing. I, I think the, the players have to stand up for themselves at some, to- at some point. It's – like you can't sit there and comment. Who doesn't love your mum joke? Really? You can't sit there and comment. Me, it was you offensive. <laughs> I, love, I love how the family went and complained about it, FYI. Like, put your kid on yeah. a leash and control him. Don't go complain to NRL about it. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I think um, we all agree that it was it was very minimal, but I think you can try and see what I'm trying to underpin here with the NRL going yeah. soft on some quite big issues. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Let, let, let's go on that. I'll... Um, the next year's NRL face of the game is always the Dally M winner. The next year's, face, <laughs> next year's face of the game is a bloke that was caught in a cubicle with another guy. We all know what he was doing, but he could never admit it. He was celebrating a house good, purchase. Is that, a, is that a good role model? No, but this is, it, it's the exact same point. I'm not disagreeing with you yeah. here. I don't care who the player he's is. Won I'm anyway. not disagreeing with that. <laughs> he's be if anything, you've backed up my point. The NRL should have come down harder. They should have. They just let it slide because he never admits. They just plead the fifth. Never <laughs> never admit to what you did. I was buying a house. Yeah, exactly right. That, That's guys, all we've got time for. What I'll do. I exchanged on my house today, so if anyone wants to go to the Dell on the weekend, I'll be there. Um, <laughs> just celebrating the house. 
there. Get to take the nice girls with you. They'll be partying hard. So Jess is still hard. They're still going. The, back to no. live special shout out if you are watching. Well done. Good win. Um, get her back on the show in the off season, guys. Get some premiership winners on. So be fantastic. Knights need to sign um, her again because she's off contract. Oh, look out. Go to the Eels. Thank you. Um, that's all we've got time for. Uh, that's our review, grand final, and a couple of toggle points in there. With the auto car thing, what Adam has set through, I'll look at it, and if I deem it appropriate, I'll upload it to the page within the next probably five minutes. So if you don't know what we're talking about with that, especially Luke there, um, just go onto the page in about five minutes or so, I'll, I'll upload it. So thank you once again. Massive season. Just want to say thanks to everyone uh, who's been involved with the shows, watching it, the content, uh, listening to the podcast, whatever it is. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're going to support the page uh, a bit further, go ahead and buy one of the hats, either white or navy blue as well. Really appreciate it. It goes a long way to helping us improve. Not saying goodbye. We won't go anywhere. We'll have the content still coming out. The videos will probably stepping back. Uh, as I said, probably the next two or three weeks we'll do that international special um, on it. And basically that's, that's sort of it. Any sort of big news comes out, we'll jump on maybe and do little quick ones and, um, just little podcasts and videos as well. So keep an eye out for those. We'll have Jesse on with the super coach stuff as well in the off season. So if you're a super coach player, there'll be a lot more super coach news um, over the off season and players look out for and buy uh, early on when it does get released as well. But Adam, Jez, thank you for jumping on this year as well. We'll keep going, get bigger and better. Jez, I know has got some massive plans for the audio side of things and the visual side of things to come. Um, thanks, Jez. I can't no, you're wait. Right, mate. Adam? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just can't wait for our first crisis live. Like we're going to have, when the yeah. NRL's in crisis, when something's gone wrong, we're going to jump straight on. We're going to be like nine news. We're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be straight on. We're going to be here. It's going to be like 24-hour coverage till we break down what happened. Um, so for those who want to wake up and watch Cheese TV, it won't be on because we'll be on. <laughs> and, you know, it's just all going to happen as soon as someone does something stupid. So how many days are we going we'll now? When's the last? When's the last time the NRL did an NRL play did something stupid? Uh, Jamin Simmons stripping naked in the sheds and had the full tackle out there <laughs> on Sunday night. So, that's all. That's all we've really got. So we're about two days in. Um, smart by Penrith, obviously, to take the microphone off the players as well at the uh, thing the next day after last year's incident. So look, they've obviously saved us going only one day there, but it was nice I of them the, to invite Appy Corusau to the celebrations. Oh, did they? Yeah, I've seen that. Everyone's a bit up in arms about that as well. So, hey, we've got to sign off here, guys. Stop creating talking points. Sorry, Thank Joe, you. I, I didn't realise you threw it over to me because I was distracted. Um, oh, yeah. It's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Uh, anyway, that's all from me. <laughs> Thank you for the season. We'll be back. We'll see you. Well done. Good sign off, Jez.